Welcome to Promocast Canada, the one and only show produced especially for Canada's promotional products community. Brought to you by the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and the President and CEO of PPPC, Jonathan Strauss. Let's talk shop. Welcome everyone. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the first ever broadcast of the new Promocast Canada. Promocast Canada is a new podcast from Promotional Products Professionals of Canada. And my name is Jonathan Strauss. I'm the President and CEO of PBPC. So I'm pleased to welcome you here. Our plan is to drop a new podcast every second week and to introduce you to members of our association and leading Canadian industry people through this podcast. So welcome. And I'm pleased to have with me today, uh, Max Baer. Max is both the President of Just In Case and the current Chair of our PBC board. So Max, welcome and thank you for being my first guest here on Promocast Canada. Thank you, Jonathan. It's great to have you here. Max, let's let's start and talk a little bit about you so we can, for the, for the three or four people out there who don't know who you are, uh, <laughs> tell us what, tell us about uh, how you got into the industry and how long you've been part of the industry here. So I started in the, in the industry in 1998, which is 23 years ago. Um, kind of just stumbled across the industry. I uh, moved to Canada from South Africa and uh, was importing bags in South Africa and decided to start the same type of business here. Um, except there I was selling to retail and I quickly found out that that was pretty tough here and stumbled across the uh, promotional industry. Um, and I still remember joining the industry in 98 and having to wait a full year before I could exhibit at my first trade show. Um, and that was really exciting to be able to do that. And uh, that was pretty much the start of, of um, my career in the promotional products industry. And Max, through your career, you've been an active volunteer with the association. So tell us, where, where did your volunteer involvement start with PPPC? So I started in um, 2014, um, joined the board. I always wanted to give back and uh, thought I could uh, help the association by uh, supplying more member value. And uh, so I joined, it was actually David uh, Lewenberg, I remember, contacted me and asked me if I wanted to join and uh, said yes. And uh, that's how I started. And so, Max, over the years, both since 1998 and then later when, when joining the board, you've obviously you've seen a lot come and go in the industry. So let's talk about your company first. So you, you talked about starting uh, in bags uh, in South Africa and then coming into Canada. So talk about what were, your, what were the first few hit products for Just In Case uh, in your early years in Canada? So in the early years, the company was actually Bag Designs, Inc. And um, we sold only bags. Um, and then things changed and uh, we, um, in fact, the whole industry changed because a lot of companies were really focused and then uh, especially the larger suppliers started selling a bit of everything. But what happened with us is um, we had this opportunity to buy a company um, actually called Just In Case that did safety kits. Um, that was in 2007. And after we bought that company, we really... Um, slowly started focusing on selling only um, safety kits, automotive, um, first aid uh, kits. So you're about 14 years now into uh, what your current company looks like or the, the transition of your company. So 
From 14 years ago to today, what's changed in safety kits and automotive kits for you over the last uh, 14 or so years? So it's quite funny. Not much has changed in terms of the actual kits. I mean, it's still, you know, um, the same kind of kits, uh, just different variants with really the same basic components. But I think what's changed is our, our focus um, in terms of of selling and, and there's, there's no gift more useful and appreciated than a product that makes people feel safe, improves, improves their lives and protects their families and this really is um, fitted in with our, um, with, with our ability to sell to distributors and with their ability to fit in with the end users brands and to build those brands. And so, Max, you talked about how selling has changed. So how has selling changed? Obviously, over the last almost year and a half, lots changed with COVID. But, you know, when you look at, you know, pre-COVID and, and what you think is going to come out after COVID, how, how, is, how has go-to-market changed for your company uh, over the last, you know, 25 years or so? So it's changed a lot. I mean, in terms of selling to distributors in, you know, uh, going back to, uh, say, the beginning when we first started, I mean, everything was done um, via the trade show platform and slowly things have changed and with technology um, and uh, now with the PPPC's um, website, the, the Sage website, I mean, everything's become digital and I think um, is going to move more and more in that direction. And Max, you know, we're all, we're all looking forward to, uh, you know, first being able to see our friends and family and, and being able to see our colleagues soon. We know that's coming over the summer when many people will be listening to this podcast. So when you when you think about uh, the balance of this year, uh, what are you hoping your sales team, your multi-line reps, what are you hoping they'll be able to do in person? Have you started to think about what seeing customers in person might look like, uh, you know, later this year? Uh, listen, we, we can't wait to uh, to see people in person um, and I'm hoping and it looks like um, that towards the last quarter we can have some sort of an in-person uh, we can have some sort of in-person events um, uh, it certainly looks like that with the vaccine rollouts right now it's an exciting time and we're sort of on the cusp we're waiting to see how this rolls out. And so by the time people are listening to this, they, they, they probably will know a lot. Well, they will know a lot more than, than you and I know today. But, <laughs> yes. but uh, as we tape this in, in June of 2021, uh, we're, we're waiting to see uh, how quickly we can get back to things. But it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time. So how, you know, your, your company is an importer, you're a, you're a decorator, you do fulfillment. There's a, I know from, from all the time we've spent together over the last few years, there's a, a few different elements to your business. How, how have you adapted to um, what, you know, remote work, um, the limitations uh, with COVID? You know, what, what have you had to change in your business? And, and are any of those things going to stick? Yeah, so um, we were deemed an essential service um, because we, um, we always sold um, masks and um, sanitizer and some of the other PPE products. Um, so because of that, we're deemed an essential service. So we didn't ever have to shut down. Although some of our workers, uh, some of our staff did um, work remotely and um, we still have some of our staff working remotely and it's become more by choice now than, 
necessity. So I think the, the remote work will be um, will continue into the future, um, but otherwise um, the the running of the production facility is uh, hasn't changed at all. We've we've um, been at work from the beginning. Um, we've followed all the protocols and um, socially distanced and what have you. Um, so there's been no, no change there. Now, Max, as somebody who uh, throughout your career has regularly, regularly traveled in Asia, meeting with your, your partners there, how, how have you adapted to that? I mean, I, I'm going to assume it's been uh, at least 16 or 17 months since you were last in Asia. How, how has that changed the way you do business with your partners there? Yeah, it's, it's been tough not being able to go there, and especially from just the sort of keeping a relationship, a strong relationship with um, our suppliers, but we are, I've been dealing with the same um, suppliers um, and our main supplier for the last 15 years. So although it's been tough, we still have the strong relationship in place. Um, and today, again, with, um, you know, technology, um, you're able to, you know, we use uh, WeChat to communicate um, with our uh, suppliers um, and even, uh, you know, have Zoom meetings with them so that um, it hasn't affected anything from a supply chain point of view. And do you think going forward, I, I don't know how often you were uh, meeting with your partners in China and other parts of Asia, but do you, do you foresee in 2022 and beyond, will you be there as often as you would have been in the, you know, two, three, five years ago? I don't think so. I mean, I used to go to the, there, there were two, um, large trade shows in um, Guangzhou a year uh, and I would go to both of those so I'd, I'd probably only go to one now and then maybe um, you know just go on a separate um, business trip um, for the second time so instead of going three four times a year I'd probably only end up going twice a year. So there's there's definitely some benefits that will come out of the way you've learned to adapt your work then? Oh yes yeah I mean you, you know with with you can just see with Zoom now, a lot of the uh, business travel we did before, um, I don't think will be necessary in the future. Now, this industry is built on relationships. You touched on that. And with, with the potential for reduced amount of travel, at least certainly in the next while continuing, what have you done to successfully manage your existing relationships? And have you done anything to that's helped you build new relationships over the course of uh, the last year and a half? So it's been really tough to try and build new relationships. Um, I think the association, the PPBC did a great job with uh, pivoting so quickly to virtual trade shows and um, that helped a little, but it's been tough to, 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 to um, work on uh, new relationships for sure. Yeah, we're all we're all learning. You know some of those challenges. I I personally found that um, some of the social media platforms, uh, things like LinkedIn and Twitter, have been a great way to identify who leaders are and to to find new people to talk to. Have you have you found some some new ways? You know, using um, whether it's social media or other platforms to try to find new customers. So we did. We we actually did a very big um, marketing campaign using um, LinkedIn and Facebook. And, and I'm actually quite disappointed finding that it wasn't as successful as going through our regular industry channels. And why do you think that is? Because I think a lot of uh, suppliers and, and distributors as well, it'd be interesting to hear that. What was your experience? Why, why don't you think it was as good as you had hoped? 
So I think this, this, this um, industry is so unique and you really need to belong to an association to be able to market properly and effectively. And, and we learned that because although we did get quite a few leads, they were really not qualified. And in fact, I don't think we did any business and we spent quite a bit of money trying to, to um, market and find new business. But I, I think the association has has it pretty buttoned down now. I mean, between um, our marketing uh, products that are available through PPPC and and, and, our, and our partner Sage, um, I think it really covers most of um, the digital marketing that uh, is needed. Well, your loyalty, I'm sure, is one of the reasons why you joined the board. And so uh, certainly over the last few years for me, I appreciate your loyalty. And I know uh, our partners at Sage do as well. Um, without uh, without maybe giving away too much to your competitors, yeah. um, can, can you tell me, I, and I know from when we were actually negotiating our partnership with Sage and, and in discussions with Sage and PPAI about, about forming our, our partnerships we have with both, you shared with some members of the board some of the things you've done to to market using the association, you know, the weekly using Sage advertising and other things. What are your what are your tips for uh, for a supplier who maybe hasn't done some of that digital marketing with PPPC, with PPAI, with Sage? Are there a few tips? Anything that that you're willing to share uh, with with uh, everybody in the industry that you found has worked in, in using these channels? Yeah, for sure. You know what I think? I, I think it's really important not to be afraid to try. Um, marketing with with um, PPPC or Sage. I mean, it's worth spending the money and, and, and at least trying to figure out what works for you. We found that our ads in the weekly, our um, different different kinds of pay for placement ads, and have been uh, sorry, different kinds of pay for placement have been really really successful for us. Um, and it's really easy to monitor and see the uh, benefit of spending the money. On the, uh, on the pay for placement uh, advertising. Um, we're actually finding now, and um, we're, we're spending more money doing this, our advertising um, through Sage to end users has also been very successful. So I really think it's worth a try if, uh, for suppliers who haven't tried this before. Yes, and what, one of the things, Max, we've seen, and I think where some of the things you're talking about come up is um, Distributors have really made big investments in their websites uh, over the pandemic. Uh, we've seen, um, you know, lots of distributors building new websites, building their social media presence. As a supplier, how do you support distributors when they're building a new website, when they're expanding their social media, or when they're hosting in-person uh, client events? What, what do you do as a supplier to support your distributors in their own marketing? So, I mean, that's a really good question, and we probably don't do enough. It's kind of like instead of being um, proactive, we kind of wait for distributors to come to us and then we'll, you know, obviously do whatever's needed to, to, to um, help them. Max, as a supplier, and maybe you can answer this on behalf of people in different departments of your company, but as a supplier, what is it that you wish your distributor customers knew about your company and, and ways you could make it easier for them to do business with you? So I think our, uh, the biggest um, roadblock for us is actually our, our, it's funny enough, our product line. So, I mean, as good as safety is and, and, and the kits we sell are, 
problem is it's not like an everyday sale. So, you know, for instance, at, at, at trade shows, we get a lot of like, you know, distributor will come in and say, I love your stuff, but you know, I don't, I don't sell um, safety kits. Um, and it's such a, a, a wrong sort of um, outlook to have because there's, I mean, safety kits should be sold to pretty much every company that distributors sell to in some form or another. So Max, there's a lot of suppliers who, um, you know, don't sell pens, drinkware, apparel, some of the mainstays of the industry. Um, and they probably face the same challenges you do. And, you know, here's why our product should be sold to your customers. What have you found has worked to get distributors um, either to understand that or to help distributors get their, their customers, the end users to understand where something that's maybe a little bit more unique of a product um, fits in. Have you had some anything that stands out for you and successes in getting that message across? I mean, the, the, the best way to do it would be sort of to show distributors um, through case studies um, how we've done some, some really successful um, promotions with um, our distributors and, and their end users. I mean, we're obviously very strong in the automotive sector and um, I, I mean, I, could give you some case studies, but you know we've really got some positive positive feedback where um, we've done for some of the automotive brands. Uh, our product helps them to to build their brand, and and obviously helps the distributor to have a really successful uh, promotion. Well, good because I think one of the one of the things I've really learned in, in my about three years uh, in, in my seat has been how important it is for distributors and suppliers, as well as multi-line reps to really work together and, and um, to, to not see each other as competitors, but rather as partners. And so I think, you know, the sharing of case studies from a supplier to a distributor and, and a distributor helping a supplier build case studies, you know, those things all, all are very, can all be very helpful and valuable, I think uh, it sounds like for you. Oh, of course, there's, there's case studies are, are, are really, really helpful. And so, Max, as, as you as you reflect on uh, the last uh, year and a half or so, when you think about the future, how have you had to change as a leader? Um, that's an interesting question. So, I mean, I guess my my, my leadership style uh, is uh, I probably call myself a benevolent dictator. <laughs> Hopefully, people see me more as more benevolent than as a dictator. But uh, I mean, I, I love getting right down to it and getting things done. Um, and uh, I like to encourage diverse counsel from my team. Uh, those who know my style also know there's not not too much talking to be done, and uh, it's always time to just dig in and, and get results. Well, Max, my experience um, working with you during your time on the board, or my time with the association, your time on the board. Um, you don't often say a lot, but whenever you have something to say, you've thought about it. So you're definitely somebody who thinks before you speak, and people like me could learn from that, I think. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. So Max, we've, you know, I want to shift gears a little bit towards the association. You've been involved uh, for, for quite a number of years now, um, uh, both as a volunteer and obviously as a, as a supporter, uh, as a supplier member. What is it that, that you're most proud of, uh, of what the association has been able to do during your time on the board? Well, yeah, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've done a tremendous amount since I joined. And, um, 
I mean, before I even go there, I must say we've had some, and we still have today, some really amazing uh, members on the board. And um, one of the best things we did was uh, get your services, Jonathan, and your, your team. So, I mean, if I go back to when I joined, we had, which was 2014, we had major um, problems with our technology, um, namely the website. It really was not working. Um, and we had to make some really, really big decisions. And um, I think if we hadn't made those decisions, and I'm not sure exactly the year, but it was probably 2016, 17, I don't think the association would be here today. Anyway, we got through it, made those decisions, and I was really, I'd be really, I'm really proud that I was part of that, um, that team that got it done, and uh, that is when we hired you, and um, I guess there's no, you know, the best thing we ever did was uh, change um, leadership of the PPPC, um, sort out our technology issues, and uh, hire Strauss. Well, I appreciate that, Max. I wasn't actually trying to set you up for that. Somebody's going to think that I did, but... Um... <laughs> no, you didn't. And, and you know what? It, that's, that's exactly what happened, so... <laughs> yeah, I know, and I appreciate that. So, Max, you know, you and I have reflected on this many, many times. Um, we had great momentum. February of 2020, we had a very successful TOPS tour. Um, we had come out of Vegas at Expo, uh, having, you know, a great number of Canadians together there. Four Canadian cities. We had a board meeting in February. And, you know, here we are now 16 months or so later, and I haven't seen you since. So when you, when you look forward beyond the pandemic, when you think about the association um, in 22 and 23, uh, what are you hoping the association will be able to accomplish and do for the industry uh, in the years ahead? So I think obviously we need to build on, on our strengths, and that is our, our um, really successful in-person shows. I think there will be hybrid shows. Um, so we'll have in, you know, in person with virtual shows, which will will continue. Um, our technology obviously um, will continue. I think it's you know probably one of the best in the industries in terms of our um, of, of our partner Sage um, and their websites. I do think that um, we need to. And I'm not sure how we can get there, but move towards more of an Amazon type experience for the. Um, call it distributors slash end users so people can just, you know, go onto a website, um, upload a, a, a logo and, uh, you know, get their product delivered with one click type of thing. We're, we're fortunate, and you've referred to them a few times, to have a great technology partner in Sage who's, who's always innovating. And, and as I said earlier, you know, we've, we've heard about so many distributors investing in their websites, suppliers as well. Um, I've talked to a number of multi-lines that have also been investing in their websites and it, it is, you're right, it's about making things easier, that Amazon-like experience. They, Amazon makes it so easy to spend money. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think, I think we're one of many industries that would love to learn from Amazon and is learning, I should say, to be fair from Amazon about how we make those things, uh, those things so much easier. Um, so Max, when you, when you can get uh, back on the road, when you can see customers again in person, what, what are some of the first few things you're going to do when, uh, when public health agency and, and provincial regulators tell us it's safe to go out? What are, what's, what's high on your personal and your professional bucket list uh, for hopefully later this year? So the first things, um, I mean, obviously we'd love to get together with our really um, 
with, with our uh, distributors. Um, must be out for a beer or two. <laughs> um, and obviously, I'd have to get to Asia as soon as I can. So, um, those will probably be the first couple of things I do. And for your family, I know you've got uh, adult children. Um, so what, what's your family going to do as soon as you're, you're able to do more than you've been able to do for the last number of months? What, what do you and your wife talk about wanting to do with, with your kids and, and, your, and your family members? Yeah, so right, uh, I mean, right now I've got uh, uh, my son who's a uh, poor guy stuck in the basement for almost 10 hours a day working. So he, he, he can't wait to get back um, into the office that he works at downtown. Just it's really tough for him without any social interaction all day, um, so that'll be good. Uh, my daughter's at school and she'll she, she's in she's going into fourth year, so she'll be she'll be back at school. Um, I would imagine in, in September, so so that'll be good. And then uh, I guess uh, for me, not too much has changed through this pandemic. I guess I've been fairly lucky in terms of being able to come to the office every day and um, continue to work. Um, Besides having tennis shut down for a couple of months at a time, it hasn't been too bad. Yes, and you and I have talked. We we learned uh, just to, just before the pandemic. Actually, we learned about our our shared love of tennis, and uh, we've been keeping each other up to date on different restrictions in Manitoba and Ontario. So <laughs> yeah. you were able to play indoors without a mask for a while when I had to wear a mask, but then I was able to play outside, and you <laughs> couldn't play outside. So um, you and I have yet to play tennis, but maybe that maybe that's something that will come later this fall for us. I'm looking forward to that, Jonathan. Well, Max, I want to thank you for uh, for being my guinea pig, for being my first guest on our association's new podcast. Um, you know, it's it's exciting for us to find a new way to share information and ideas with members. Um, we're going to bring together all kinds of Canadian leaders into conversations, and so, Max, thank you so much for for joining me today on on Promocast Canada. And uh, I'll I'll ask everybody who's listening share your feedback. Reach out through uh, the association website and social media platforms. Max and I both would love to hear your feedback. And so, Max, thank you again for joining us. And uh, can't wait to see you on the tennis court or on a patio for a beer. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Glad to be part of this first podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to Promocast Canada. Stay tuned for future episodes featuring more of Canada's promo leaders.